Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. Welcome back to another episode of Swinging Through Spider-Man. As usual, I'm James Rushton. That's Bradley Hughes over there. The gist of the podcast is each week we read through the amazing Spider-Man in order from the get-go. We are, I believe, 53 issues in at the moment. Brad, how are you finding it? That's one more week than a year, son. Yeah, good. Always good. It's, it's, it's gotten to a part now where we're sort of like actually getting the hang of Spider-Man. Considering that our catch is the fact that we know nothing about Spider-Man, we're actually starting to learn a great deal about him. Yeah, we were actually kind of getting to grips with the character. I think last time issue was issue 52. That was the Kingpin, kind of the end of the Kingpin's arc or initial arc. He came in to kind of start up a, a mafia or mob type operation that was shut down and it actually ended with the death of Fred Foswell and Spider-Man being inserted as public enemy number one once more so fred foswell was the former big man so the very first kind of quote-unquote kingpin actually in new york brad yeah i I remember that episode it was um way back he he was trying to impersonate jameson as well so man that is that that is the the way back way back way when machine way back machine yeah yeah cashed internet page but um no fred foswell um what eventually earned his good graces back onto the good books of J. Jonah Jameson and the Daily Bugle and the New York kind of scene in general, um, earned a second chance. And he blew it. He actually went back to his criminal ways, tried to make good with the kingpin. Realised very quickly that it was impossible. <laughs> yeah. The kingpin trapped him. And he went back on that and uh, died a hero almost. Um, took a bullet for J. Jonah Jameson. I think the world would have been better off had he not taken the bullet. I don't know, man, because then we wouldn't have an absolutely fantastic role of Gene Simmons. <laughs> well, Brad, we're here with issue 53 today. I think uh, we'll forego the pageantry and get into an issue, uh, kind of find that spidey feeling, because we've been a bit off in 29. Not off, but um, we had a bit of a break again. Um, so yeah, Illness is a bitch. Illness is a bitch. We'll speak more about that, that at the end, but we'll get into issue 53 of the amazing Spider-Man instantly. Um, Brad, this is special actually, because it's uh, the return of Dr. Octopus. Is this Ock Week? This is an Ock Week, mate. Uh, Dr. Octopus is back. It tells you from the get-go. No spoilers here. <laughs> no, no airs of graces. No, uh, no, <laughs> no, no pussyfooting around. Straight up into Dr. Octopus. No. So after the last issue, mate, Spider-Man is once again a public enemy. He's a fool in the eyes of the public, and that's thanks to the Daily Bugle constantly running hit pieces out on him. No, of course, which is um, a bit of a piss take considering last issue, Spider-Man actually saved Jameson's ass like numerous occasions. Yeah, but in reality, he's just going to be looking at Fred Foswell and thinking that, hey, well, I got saved by Spider-Man. Not really, but Fred Foswell took the bullet for me, so he gets a good, you know, he gets the two thumbs up from me. Can we just agree that 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 when when Foswell got lowered into the ground, they just put his mask on top of the coffin, <laughs> the patch. This <laughs> is a horrible rubber mask. So Ned Leeds has taken over the kind of head writer job at the 
the Daily Bugle. He's not a patch on Foswell, mate. Not a single, not a single patch. <laughs> not a patch ah! on Foswell. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, Spider-Man is quickly getting hit um, by these hit pieces from Jameson and the Bugle. And uh, he's public enemy number one. Um, he's not doing that good. Um, and he's kind of been dissing off his studies. Peter Parker is alter ego. He's been dissing off his studies. So our comic actually begins with Spider-Man hanging on a clock face. And of course, the clock goes off 12 and it vibrates and he's a bit shook. He's reminded that it's actually time for school. So he has to swing over to Empire State University to get changed and head to class. And of course, he does the cool shot where he swings over everyone who's there, including the returning from war, Flash Thompson, Brad. <laughs> if he's not just a husk of his former self, then this is not done. <laughs> this is not done right. This motherfucker hasn't finished basic. <laughs> this has finished <laughs> no time. He's always back in New York in full <laughs> uniform as well. With fucking medals. Yeah. He fucking, what's, he, <laughs> what's he done? He's, they're in the trees, man. <laughs> Well, Flash and Gwen Stacy are kind of arranging a date, but quote-unquote date, really, because in these comic books, I don't know what constitutes as actually a romantic date or whether they're just hanging out. They're just a date in the diary. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the the most formal term of a date going. So Harry Osborne, who is Pete's flatmate, shows up, and he's really pissed off because... Peter Parker is, of course, never there because he's always being Spider-Man at the moment. He's peak Spider-Man right now. He's never been more into being Spider-Man. So he's, he's Peter Parker is never there. So Harry shows up and he's like, I'm done with Peter Parker. I'm just his secretary now. We hung out. You know, we got this flat together to spend time together and chill and, you know, hit the town. And he's never there. And all I do is take his calls. <laughs> I thought it was going to be bros, man. <laughs> So our first bit of action in the comic book actually kicks off. It's uh, one of those almost gotcha moments. Pete, of course, has had to swing over to the university. He's getting changed in a spare classroom, the gym. The gym's spare for some reason. And he almost gets caught getting changed. Um, if if you see that panel, he's he actually he's getting changed on the upper level and uses the gym rope to go down. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I'm just getting a little, to get a little workout, sir. Just climbing this rope, not not using my amazing spider abilities at all. But it's, it's, <laughs> it does literally look like he's been caught mid wank. He's like the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most shook I've ever seen someone be when they're actually working, saying they've just been working out. Oh, in, okay. his, in his cashmere sweater. Like, mm. <laughs> full cashmere sweater, shoes, slacks. <laughs> Just getting in a little workout. <laughs> I don't know if you can notice, Brad, but his Spider-Man costume's actually hanging out. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, Jumper as well. It's sort so of like, you know when your dad's just finished working on a car and he comes in and he's been wiping up his hands and he just leaves like that rag, rag. in his back pocket. <laughs> yeah. It's covered in grease. Yeah, that, that that's his Spider-Man mask. So um, Peter Parker d- descends this rope in his full civvies. He's, you know, he's cashmere sweater, the, the chinos, the slacks, the socks and the shoes. He's gone down, but he's got his Spider-Man undershirt almost hanging out of his back pocket. Wait, wait, wait. Um, the- Real question now. Does Spider-Man put the socks over the Spider-Man costume shoes and then puts more shoes over the shoes? <laughs> That's too many layers. That's that, me. you're gonna be hot. You're gonna yeah, be hot. I think it's just a, a platform boot, mate. It's the boot. 
with a sock on it, like a modern football boot, how it's almost a sock. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking about like how how like angular those feet look. They look like look at action man foot, <laughs> like so squared off, like so flat. It, it must be a sole. Jackie has to like size up his regular shoe just to accommodate boot sock boot. <laughs> Or, do you reckon he's the mad kind of bastard that has a sock underneath his Spider-Man boot and then puts on another sock and then his civvy boot? That's just so much levels. You've thought, really thought this through, haven't you? Well, I'm thinking about how I can see his sock there and I'm like, man, that'd be so hot. Like, just think about having all yeah, the nails. Yeah, think how fast he runs up the side of a building as well, slapping their feet up them like hot, those hot tin roofs. And if it's anything like, like the recent costumes where it's more like a, uh, like a molded grip, you know what I mean? Like, even then, could you imagine that hardness under, like, being squashed up against you, your foot inside of a leather Oxford? This is an incredibly deep conversation about Spider-Man's footwear. I, I need to know. I don't know. I, you know what? We're going to throw that one to you guys. I think Doctor Spider, that might be one for you. Definitely. If if anyone's going to know about. The, the dissection of Spider-Man's footwear, it's going to be Dr. Spider. Yeah, absolutely. So you get back to us on that one because I think poor Brad's mind's going to bloody <laughs> mouth soon, thinking too much about Spider-Man's boots or Peter Parker's boots when he's in that Spider-Man costume. What is going on there? Just so many layers. <laughs> so Peter Parker descends this rope and his Professor bursts in Professor Warren. The undershirt's sticking out. The Professor notices it and Pete, it's almost, it's that almost, it's like, oh, bloody hell. I'm glad he didn't see that web pattern on this undershirt. <laughs> but I think he got the excuse. You can just say it's a Spider-Man undershirt. Yeah, there's, we've clearly we've clearly come across the fact that there's Spider-Man merchandise. Yeah, if this guy's like any other New York citizen, he doesn't have the fucking capability to put two and two together. It just doesn't exist. You have to take everyone at a fucking face, face value. But... It's sort of like I remember. I remember seeing an excerpt from a uh, Superman comic where it was just like everyone says, "Ah, oh, Clark, you look so much like Superman." Like, and then like Clark turns around and says, "You know what I say? Damn, you'll be surprised how many times I get that because no one actually <laughs> expects him to be Superman. Just like if you saw Spider Man, like Peter Parker in full Spider Man outfit, you'd be like, <laughs> nowhere." Here's the thing with Superman, a lot of people say about it, it's like going back to Spider-Man and the disguises and the voice thing. Like, everyone says that Superman's disguise is shit because it's just glasses. But man, when I take my glasses off, I've just got these little beady eyes. I'm like a different person. You know what I mean? It's two little beady fucking orbs sticking out of my head. It's a lot of difference that can be made in, like, voices and little little... Little things. Well, the different the difference with Superman is that when he when he lands, everyone is just like, if Superman's not about, he's in his fortress of solitude. He is literally <laughs> a super alien that can lift like cars above his head, blow holes in fucking ceilings with his eyes. He's not gonna pretend to be a human. They they don't think he has a secret identity because he wouldn't need one. So Professor Warren, he can't put two and two together as we just discussed. He offers Peter Parker two extra tickets to bang on. Iron Maiden, baby. No, no, no. It's science. 
<laughs> God, so, I hate that song. I love that song. <laughs> I hate it though. Um, he's got two tickets tonight. Don't science ex- exhibi- exposition. What is that a thing? I thought it said exhibition. No exposition. What? Isn't that just like the? Isn't exposition just like giving? Info, like the random information is that a thing I thought it, that threw me when I was trying to read that that says exposition and not exhibition what the fuck I can't even blame or to correct back a day <laughs> you fucking wrote that you fucking <laughs> did that the science exposition which handily enough uh, sets up you know it sets a plot in motion man which is a perfect uh, bit of a uh, wordplay there by Stan Lee but he's got two tickets uh, not to see Iron Maiden but there will be an Iron Man there of oh. sorts Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I hope his fucking arms are made of iron now. I'm going to get it in, in the neck. In the neck. In the fucking neck. Uh, so, actually, his arms are made up of a super strong <laughs> titanium alley. <laughs> well, Peter Parker, the sly dog, he's got a spare ticket and he's giving it to none other than Gwen Stacy. Oh, oh, Peter, you sly dog. We know your game. And he's like, Gwen, you're just the one I'm looking for. Are you doing anything tonight, you spit <laughs> pretty girl? Okay. And uh, she's off to the science exposition with uh, Professor Warren and Peter Parker. Peter, Peter's game's weak as fuck, man. <laughs> Smooth Pete. So, yeah, <laughs> sm- smoother than chunky peanut butter, mate. <laughs> well, he, uh, he's got his chance to invite her, and she accepts because she's a science major, which Pete actually forgets. Oh, oh, he just forgot. He's like, okay. Like, no, he like, genuinely did. He genuinely fucking did. Like like this girl that you're literally in the same class as. Like, literally the same class who you've got the heart for. You know for. what? This, this is dickhead Pete again, isn't it? This, he's just for oh, this, you know this what? broad. Yeah. This dumb broad. <laughs> Man, she'll be perfect at home. Cooking She's dinner. just took science just for something. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's a fucking science major and she's got a scholar. I believe she has a scholarship. I probably read that incorrectly. I believe she's there as well. Mate, Peter, Peter's your classic gatekeeper. Your classic. He's a dumb, dumb fuck, is what he is. You know what? He's out to lunch, mate. He's gone. He's gone. His brain is gone. He's lost in he's the He's on a complete autopilot. Wow. He's literally, on his... literally, this is what he does. He goes as his Spider Man a bit. And then he comes and comes back into spot into Peter Parker's little world and goes, "Oh yeah, girls exist." I'm gonna like do my best to try and wrangle one, like <laughs> like like their feelings don't come into play. <laughs> Perfect crossover here. If he had a few pokeballs and the right application, I'm pretty sure he could wrangle something. <laughs> Might not be the girl of his dreams. He could wrangle fucking something. <laughs> I mean, you have to make do with a Jigglypuff, man. <laughs> Sure, he fucking could, the fucking awful bastard. Um, Harry Osborne and Flash Thompson, of course, are on campus and they're pretty fucking annoyed now because uh, Pete has walked out with Gwen Stacy on his arm and that means she's had to turn down a date with Flash and Harry. Thank you, Pete. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that the, that, the, uh, that the conversation would have been free-flowing with either of the other two guys, really. It's like he's just like speaking to Flash. You just be like we did some, we did some dark stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry and Flash, their their main gripe here is that Pete has come in out of nowhere without any reason, 
and he's coming and he's interfered with their plans or their plan. Flash actually gets in Pete's fa- face and pulls the whole military thing and starts calling him civilian, like stand down civilian. <laughs> it's a fucking more cop. <laughs> Stone Bart. <laughs> yeah. Stone, Stone, Paul Blart, man. Yeah, Stone Bart. Blart. Oh, I'm thinking about Eddie Stobart. What the, <laughs> what the fucking shipping company? <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but Flash actually gets in his face and calls him civilian, like, trying to get him to stand down. He needs a fucking slap, he does. <laughs> have you, you haven't seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, have you? I don't know. Oh fucking! There's one. This is very relevant. There's one part where they're having a dinner, right? And a fucking ex-soldier attends, and everyone it goes around everyone, and everyone shakes hands, goes "Thank you for your service." And he just goes, "Hey, Paul, how you doing?" And the, the soldier goes outside and cries because <laughs> he think because he's not been reckoned. <laughs> he didn't get thanked for the one geezer, but you got thanked eight. That's flash. flash. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Thank you. Man. Thank you for your service, Harry. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. Hi, Pete. How are you doing? Hi, Flash. Hey. <laughs> you just go and cry. Imagine if all he did was like clean the latrines. Private Piles just fucking shot himself in the head, man. He's just gone. <laughs> but uh, no, their main gripe actually is that Pete just comes in and out. He's in his own private world. He isn't getting involved with anything. He only shows up to take one of the girls out which Harry and Flash aren't pretty down with. Well, it kind of sucks that they're like, yo, you know, you're supposed to be our bud and you're dropping in and out. We ain't seen you in ages. Harry's like literally like, mate, we're roommates. We're supposed to be hanging out. Like, ain't you got time for your buds? Yeah, and they're actually his friends. I mean, there was that whole thing when they bullied bullied him, sorry, buried, bullied I said I couldn't get, get it out of my, my mouth then, um, that's that whole thing when they bullied him, <laughs> like, 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 that was a long time ago now. If you took Flash to the one side, he would literally be like, yeah, that, that that was banter that was, wasn't it Pete? And Pete's just like, no So, my favourite line with all this is Gwen actually diffuses this entire situation, steps between Pete and Flash and tells Flash at ease <laughs> <laughs> and then she says this is the weirdest line I've probably heard. Let's meet at the coffee bean and puff a purple peace pipe. What is what is that? I, I do believe that is the Mary Jane. Purple peace pipe. <laughs> or is it is it Shisha? Peace pipe. I don't know what the fuck it. What is in a peace pipe? It's, it is a a Native American pipe. <laughs> Why would they have? Where would I have found one of those? Mate, this this has only came out since Mary Jane has joined the group and we already know she's flying off her tits. They've went from marijuana to peyote. Peyote. <laughs> How do you say that? That shit that makes you go crazy. And Homer had some. And he sees the fucking fox in The Simpsons. Wasn't that when he ate a chiller? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bit mixed up there. So this science exhibition, mate, Pete, Gwen, and the Professor, the weirdest kind of trio. Mate, why to... does the Professor look exactly like Tom Selleck? He does. He oh does. Oh, my God, they're literally getting chauffeured by fucking Magnum P.I. I think this is before Magnum P.I. 
but I've got, I've just had the image in my head of John Ramis, the senior, kind of sitting down and drawing the comics, just plowing fucking reruns of Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> That of course, that that of course isn't what happened, but I like to think that. Hang on, it is what happened. Meanwhile, he's just wearing like an open Hawaiian shirt as well. <laughs> yeah, and for like, sure. there's, there's nothing on it but a sweaty bare chest that's got like crumbs tangled in the chest hairs from like sandwiches <sighs> that he's been eating whilst he's been inking these pages. Oh, oh god! How about that for an immature? Yeah? I don't like that, mate. <laughs> Could have done without that. They're all off to the exhibition, Pete, Gwen, and Professor Warren, and they're being shown a new nullifier that destroys and disarms incoming missiles, which is pretty much the United States the United States of America's Star Wars project, which was that laser that shoots missiles down. That's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure that it was just that video game. <laughs> what, what was it? Missile Command. Missile Command, that's the one. <laughs> So they all sit down and presented with like that arcade cabinet and everyone's kind of, you know, they weren't around. I don't think they were ever around in the 60s, mate. You had to wait a few decades for those. Everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And it's just Missile Command. Bleep, bloop. <laughs> it's like the army commander's like, like, what the fuck is this? This is just, this is outrageous. And like it flips turns to like the president just there playing Pong like, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> It's a, it is a missile defense system. Uh, but as Pete walks through the door of the exposition, as he's there, his spider senses go nuts and he realizes, hang on, I'm actually helpless here. I can't do a damn thing when I'm here. I'm in front Bollocks. of everyone. I can't move. Bollocks. There's a way around that. I'm calling complete and utter bollocks. How is this? This one crowded room, any different to any other crowded room that he's managed to sneak off from and change into Spider-Man. <laughs> you know it. It's something's going down. So when they're there, they sit down. They have a look at the nullifier. It's been presented. They're all going, hang on, this is stable. You know, We need to get this demonstrated. We need to get it stable. We need to take every precaution. Now his senses go mad when this bloke stands up in like an overcoat and demands the nullifier oh no by the way by the way nullifier banging name like is it too late to change my app on twitter <laughs> nullifier. nullifier you could do that you could do that so sick so this demonstration there's this fat bloke he looks like do you know vladimir lenin but if he had Bear cheeseburger just ate a shitload of cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's a scientist. He looks like, demonstrating this. He looks like Sam Tarley from from Game of Thrones. If someone just shaved the top of his head, like Fryer Tuck. Yeah, like Fryer Tuck. <laughs> so the demonstration—it's a simulated missile attack, and the nullifier will apparently attack the screen. I don't know. But all it is, it's a story device because that man stands up. It's Dr. Octopus and he demands that nullifier. All eight limbs of pain, son. Yeah, uh, he stands up and he wants that nullifier. Peter Barker stands up and he's like, oh, that can only be one guy. And of course, the arms come out. Everyone gets a big fucking metal slap. It's Dr. Octopus. 
<laughs> have you ever seen that gif of the geezer going around the garden and he's just slapping every single guest yeah. <laughs> that's Doc Ock <laughs> he's just manhandled everyone in the room basically like there's military police and everything all sorts in there he's just absolutely handling everybody uh, yeah he's after the, the United States' greatest defense mechanism and he's got it in his hands he's got one bloody arm on the fucking nullifier one arm on fat lenin the other one punching a police officer in the cock and i I don't know what the other one else is doing but he has got complete control of the situation it's fair to say and boy he's lost a bit of weight he he has he's looking good to be fair he's looking looking tonk man so old voice was like this because the pressure was on his vocal cords and now he's like hey i'm dr octopus i've lost a bit of weight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awful Doc Ock can't be Scouse hey, I've got to fucking get me, get me hands on some of that nullifier no <laughs> no you imagine you imagine that voice ordering a 10 piece from KFC it's not happening I'm a fucking 10 pieces please nah nah <laughs> excuse me I need the finest KFC at a 10 piece um yes in fact I will have a fillet burger for an extra 99p. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one who can never move. No matter how much weight he loses, the voice stays the same. We've had too many British voices as well. I mean, the Kingpin. Yeah, the Kingpin. The British voice. Yeah, cotton as it comes. And we got told off for that. So now we have to keep Yeah, we, we got shut down real hard. We got for told that, off for that. And I'll tell you, this is my podcast. <laughs> the, the only reasoning I can find for shutting that voice down is because you've clearly never met the white van man of London. If you had, you'd be like, yeah, Kingpin. That's a Kingpin. It's Kingpin right there. Yeah, our voices stand and Dr. Octopus, you can't change Dr. Octopus. No one can stem me. Stop me. <laughs> try. Try stop me. Stand aside. <laughs> Where's Flash Thompson when you need him? He's off doing Flash Thompson stuff. You know what he's not doing? He's not going on a date with Gwen. Oh. <laughs> Neither is Pete by the looks of it. He's got a rush into action. Don't know how. Dr. Octopus actually gives him the perfect opportunity because everyone goes into a panic, which gives him, Peter, the perfect opportunity to run away, get changed into spider gear, and come flying the back fucking. Every time I see this, every time Gwen's involved in this sort of moment, it just... I have that daydream back to when she called him an unmitigated coward. <laughs> when he's sprinted off. <laughs> Fucking, those words cut so deep. <laughs> well, the military and the police move in to disarm Doc Ock, but their attempts to tear gas him are uh, blown back, should I say, as Dr. Octopus simply. When the cloud of tear gas moves in, he just spins his arms. Oh, fuck, I know this guy in every pit I've ever been to. <laughs> He's fucking windmilling. Let's open up this pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? He's that one guy. He goes to every single concert ever. Ever. Ever, ever. And he's always in queue buying pizzas for young girls. That's him. Talking talking about how uh, how this isn't real, Emo. Yes, I know my Grateful Dead t-shirt may not fit in at Avril Lavigne, but <laughs> God damn it, I will back the dead. 
What good is your tear gas? He blows it away. He just spins it, spins his arms and blows it away. Windmills it, man. I am four unstoppable living propellers. So you cannot stop me. And then Spider-Man comes through and kicks him in the teeth. <laughs> just instantly. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, up to, all Doc gets out before getting double double size tens to the chops. It's just a, a one and only. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Kicks straight in the jaw. Um, he's out the window actually, and they're both. Uh, they both the fight sends them straight out onto the exterior of this skyscraper. It looks like so they went up a few floors to that exhibition. Um, <laughs> all, all the while, Doc Ock is his robot arms are doing all the work. But if you cut them out of the panel, all you see is this chubby little man baby cradling this purple box <laughs> for dear life. It looks like, you know, when a toddler is like, you're like, oh, right, we've got to go to school now. And they just hold on to something. And they're like, <laughs> Oh my, it's so awful. No. You know, that's that's going to be killing off his normal human baby arms. <laughs> no, Mr. Spider-Man, you cannot make me go into school today. <laughs> like, chase me, chase me. <laughs> I do not, <laughs> do not want to share, which is all mine. He runs up the side of the building with a nullifier, um, explaining everything as he goes along. And Spider-Man just sprints up the side of the building, um, catches a ride on him, actually, jumps on one of his arms and falls. No, not, not, but not before the, the Spider-Man hits him with the, boy, I've never heard anyone yak so much. How do you that's coming from a geezer who does not stop speaking. He just chat shit, man. But then he follows that up, like, how do you intend to beat me by talking me to death? Fuck. Ock genuinely looks like, <laughs> like, actually hurt by that. He's not talking. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, actually supplemented by a really good panel um, where Pete, well, no, Gwen Stacy and Professor Warren are outside of the building going, what's happened to Pete? Having this conversation, where's Pete? It's him in the background just getting slammed off the building. <laughs> like Spider Man is getting slammed off the building by an arm. <laughs> it's a fantastic panel. Like these these comics have really taken a massive step forward as well. So in kind beautiful. of like that the, the, the irony. Like the unspoken humour. He's beautiful. Spidey blinds Ock with webbing, but he's throwing a curveball as Ock just goes, I'm going to drop the nullifier on the crowd unless you fucking leave me alone. <laughs> It'll all be for naught, mate. Christ. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He says, you can come and get me, or you can watch this nullifier crush everyone underneath. Sound. Is it... Spider... You know what, Ock? is like one of, the, one of Spider-Man's, like first big boy enemies. Like, he's almost killed him multiple times. Why Why is Ock all of a sudden just like, oh, I got webbed to the face. Uh, run off. It's a bit cowardly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, usually he's giving it both barrels, but this time he's just like, nah, fuck it, I can't be asked. Easy, love. Maybe the nullifier just meant so much to him. Or so little. Yeah, I don't know, it's a bit odd. I don't get it. But that being said, he drops the uh, the nullifier into the crowd. Spider-Man come, goes and asks to, to take the nullifier and uh, Doc Ock runs off blinded. I cannot say I'll feel where I'm going. <laughs> Hopefully I'll live through this. <laughs> just instantly wrecking everything in every direction ever. He just fucking 
stepping over everything, running into <laughs> fucking water corners. And Spider-Man, of course, saves the nullifier. Uh, and that's it. The lads are gone. It seems Doc to be a recurring, a recurring instance at the moment where a villain just sort of laying something off the edge of a building or fucks off in the next direction. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Of course, Spider-Man's smart, so before he lets Ock go, he chucks a little spider tracer onto him, saves the nullifier from hitting everyone, and uh, has to sigh. He's got to get into his civvies and uh, catch up with Gwen and actually come up with a story. The story, the alibi is that I got my camera, went to take some photos. Of course, he gets a nice big hug from Gwen. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Dick move could literally have been like, Gwen, taking some photos, man. I'll be back in a sec. That's a good cover. Like, yeah, he just ran off. He just ran off. Like, people would be like, oh, Peter's taking some photos of, of the, the, the shit going on because that's his job for the bugle. That's a perfect cover. It doesn't have, <laughs> like, it's already laid out for him. Yeah. That's, that, that's saying something. I suppose it works afterwards, but, you know, still an unmitigated coward. <laughs> Well, it, uh, it, that scene ends there. They arrive back at the coffee bean. Well, Professor Warren drops them off. He goes, uh, you, you have a good night, kids. I'll go uh, I'll go alone. Would you like to join us? No, I better be, get, <laughs> I better be getting back to being alone. No, it's, it's like, um, it's like, hey, have, have you got anything planned for the rest of the night? No, I'm just going to go home and... Have a microwave meal and... I try not to burn myself on the cocoa watch, again. Watch Seinfeld until I cry myself to sleep. I, I, print, I Print memes out and laugh at them. Are you, are you sure, Are you sure, Doc, you don't want to come in? No, I just told you I had a, a fun-filled evening planned and just speed <laughs> off. Slams the door. He <laughs> <laughs> knows what he likes. So the coffee bean where they're dropped off, on the sign it says the famous line from Dante's Inferno. For some reason, which is abandon hope all ye who enter here. It's a fucking coffee shop. Yeah, but mate, you're missing out the other shit going on with that coffee bean shop. <laughs> it's Sorry. a bean itself. Right, let, let me let me break it down. Right. So you got a yellow sign leading down to a cellar coffee house. Already weird. Right. The coffee bean at the top. Terrible typographer. Absolutely atrocious. Right, underneath that, you've got a coffee bean wearing shades with a beret with cross paintbrushes underneath that. Like, <laughs> fuck me, what? It's not great. But the, the other thing is, is the way that the coffee bean is drawn, it's almost as though the coffee bean is in the panel. Like, you know how you get the three-dimensional... So, like you can see the side of it, even though it's supposed to be a flat sign. Yeah, <laughs> it makes oh. no sense. So they're at the coffee bean. They're there to meet Harry, Mary Jane, and Flash, of course, and chill out. Uh, they've all been on the purple piece, but they're <sighs> just uh, smoking on this uh, ceremonial pipe. That's Mary Jane. She's fucking husky. <laughs> husky as fuck. <laughs> husky as fuck after smoking that. <laughs> hey, get him, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all interrupted because Pete's aunt, Aunt May, walks into the coffee bean. 
they apparently couldn't wait to tell everyone the news that they just placed an ad in today's newspaper. They want to earn a bit more money. You see, they're renting out the room that they have spare. Great idea. Why do you have to come and tell everyone? Well, we're just we're just coming here to drop off a hot bowling, a hot hot fresh bowl of a uh, for shadowing. But imagine if they're on a date, like, "Hey, Peter!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, "Fucking goddamn, not again, not again!" Is that voice and like his, his butthole tightens? He's like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> there it goes. But yeah, the news is pointless. I mean, I mean, well done. I mean, but come on. There's a time and a place. This can wait. This is not even tertiary importance. You know, you know, it's more important. Aunt May's out of hospital. No one addressed this. Oh, she's not ill. She's not ill. Once, no, no, no. The gang marvel once more as Pete disappears with Aunt May and Anna May um, to walk them home. But they walk there on their own. I don't know why Pete has to go and walk them home. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was all a ruse and Peter, Peter needed to have like a chauffeur at home. Oh, hey, Pete, we can't get back unless you pay for our taxi. <laughs> Split fare on the Uber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the scene cuts to Doc Ock, who has realised that he's been tracked and a, tra- a tracker was thrown on him. He's actually just managed to tear off the web off his goggles as well. He's <laughs> only exactly. just managed to do it. You know, yeah. Fairfax to Fairfax to Dark Ark, like he's get, got all that way. Like, imagine <laughs> you're driving down the road and you just see a bewildered Dark Ark sort of like just tapping the floor. <laughs> <laughs> <What> he, <laughs> he got an Uber back to the hideout, but obviously he couldn't see where it was. So the gears just dropped him off and went, Is this all right? And he went, Yes. I'm just That's really I'm hesitant. Just, I'm just imagining like the awkward silence as Doc Ock is in the back of the Uber. He's 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 his his arms literally wrapping all the way around the car, the Uber driver looking very sheepish and like Doc Ock's just there like So busy busy night. How's <laughs> <laughs> how's it been? When he gets there, he's obviously still blinded by the web. He gets to the, the address. <laughs> like F- absolutely five stars. Not a complaint. Not a complaint from me. Just you ask no questions. <laughs> Give complaint, made my dear. <laughs> I'll be giving you a one pound tip, and a one dollar tip, nothing more. <laughs> Got me there promptly. <laughs> then, then he uses Uber Eats to order KFC. <laughs> <laughs> well, now to take, <laughs> now to take up an offer of your sister company. <laughs> I, could, it's, I can't carry on with it. No, no, just carry on with it. Right, so I he could, found out he's been tracked. He's smart enough to realise he's been tracked. He knows Spider-Man's going to be coming for him, so he devises a booby trap to lure Spider-Man to his doom. Ah, very clever. Now, he I would puts, have thought Octopus, Duck Ock would have been smart enough to try reverse track the tracker. Hmm. He puts the tracker on the chair and rigs up a dummy that looks like him to bring Spider-Man in. Ah. There are motion sensors in the room. And once they're triggered, Doc Ock will be alerted. And he can get a surprise attack. And Spider-Man will be done for. So, of course, Spider-Man's directly on his way there. Like, instantly, next panel, Spider-Man literally, like, sitting in mid-air. Dun, 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 
<laughs> that is the weirdest web swinging I think I've seen thus far. So Spider-Man swings over to follow the path of the tracer and his senses are going off the chain. He sneaks up onto the wall of Doc Ock's hideout and he looks through the window and he sees the tracer and he clocks because he's smart as well. And he realizes, I threw that tracer onto Doc Ock and they don't move. Mm. So that has been placed on his chair and his he's, he's senses are going haywire and he's about to jump in. He goes, hang on, hang on. Makes a ball out of webbing chucks it through screams geronimo for some reason the motion sensors are triggered and the whole place fucking blows up shit ox got no chill <laughs> oh fuck and i left the stove on what's <laughs> <laughs> meant to happen <laughs> it's just like it's like beep 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 <laughs> yes yes more than yes it's, ha- it's happened again well Doc Ock flees thinking I've fucking killed Spider-Man I have won Spider-Man just doesn't know what the fuck has happened (laughs) he's literally (laughs) shell-shocked blood seeping out of his ears but Spider-Man realises hang on he's uh, this guy's on the fucking loose again and he's got no, he doesn't have the nullifier, but he's got master plans again. He's fucking going crazy. The guy is loose on the city, and the comic comes to an end with the haunting image of Doc Ock applying to be Aunt May's new lodger. Oh, who would have fucking seen that <laughs> coming? <laughs> well, hello, pretty lady. I'm an excellent tenant. I definitely haven't blown up three hideouts already. <laughs> <laughs> you can't smell smoke on me. That is not explosive fumes. It is simply barbecue. I definitely didn't kidnap you before. That was. <laughs> How did she not fucking recognize it? That was a different octopus. <laughs> there are many of us. I am dozens. <laughs> I am Sid the Squid. there are many cephalopod doctors around here (laughs) that is the end of the issue Brad fucking hell I can't wait for next issue man you know I'm not for a bit (laughs) of week this is uh, yeah we're going full in on Ock Um, he's going to be around for a while from judging from the front covers actually Uh, let me go into full spoiler mode but I think we could have four or five. Oh, beautiful. Doc Ock is <laughs> probably... <Ock> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found a title for this one. Ock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. It is uh, Dr. Octopus is back in action. He has got the drop on Spider-Man. Worst possible scenario. 10 out of 10. It kidnap me again. Is. Yeah, Spider-Man's on the back foot as well. Completely, completely got a drop on him. What are your thoughts on that, mate? It's a good issue. Uh, you know, I always relish an opportunity to catch up with Doc Ock, our favourite KFC connoisseur. <laughs> I enjoy it as well. I think uh, he's always threatening. I'd, I'd say always. he's our most fleshed out character, that's for sure. I like the Kingpin. Kingpin's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed. Um, I'm sorry for the hiatus in the issues. I've been taking... A medicine that has left me quite fatigued and tired when it comes to recording. I don't want to be lazy and tired when I record this with Brad. I want to be hyper energetic. Well, yeah, just imagine just imagine this podcast only set to six and not 11. Yeah, imagine if it had none 
of the the shit you've come to love. <laughs> and it was just us reading. It could just be that if you want. But no, no, it has to have for the energy and application afforded to it. We'll have there. to bring Jade back on to bring up those energy levels again. Absolutely. But yeah, I think you can find us at Spidey Podcast. We always love hearing off you. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. And hopefully we can get back to being making this a regular, regular, regular thing. So yeah, I've been, I've been James and I've enjoyed it. Brad, you've enjoyed it? Always enjoy it, mate. All right, well, we'll see you very soon, guys. We'll continue with Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man very soon. Thank you for listening. And uh, catch us at Spidey Podcast. See you soon. Goodbye. Oh, yeah.